welcome to another episode with Faith and Family with God Family Works. We are your hosts, Tiffany Appleton and Calvin Appleton. And today we are diving back into the 10 rules to sustain a happy marriage during a crisis. We discussed number one, which is staying connected. Number two, we talked about communication. And now number three, we're getting ready to talk about finances. And we're going to talk about finances in a way of our journey and how important it is to have a plan when it comes to money all right so um i am gonna ask my husband a couple of questions and um and i want him to be very transparent in how he answered this do not give the people the pc politically correct answers um because this is something that's going to help out newlyweds and people who um are struggling um with their finances and um and maybe it can help them or um give them some wisdom nuggets with this so um Let's talk about what does finances mean to you as a man and as a a leader mm-hmm. of your home. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I'll, I'll first start off by saying that um, money um, is still one of the leading causes of divorce, um, and it's still one of the leading causes that puts strains on relationships. Um, where you see lack of money resources in a home ultimately you can also see stress a level of stress and a level of strain put on um, the man and the woman of the home Um, the reason for that is because you have to be able to stay in a lifestyle that you want or you have to be able to achieve a lifestyle that you want and so without the uh, resources without the money to do that then it causes sometimes it can cause a level of strain on spouses and so we should not ignore the fact that money is important uh, money is needed and money is real when it comes to providing for your family okay um talk about our journey in the beginning um, of our marriage. I believe that we got married at 23. I was um, 23 and you were 24 years old. And um, and starting out, starting with the family, um, how did you deal with our finances during that time? Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over a period of the first year, second year, and third year all together. Yeah. Well, when we first got married, um, again, you know, I had just became an assistant manager, uh, making $38,000 a year. Uh, and so the resources that we had was very limited at the time. Um, and so we made the ultimate decision to move in with my, with my dad. Um, he had his own house, uh, and the upstairs was underutilized. And so he allowed us to move in, uh, and he treated us as tenants. Um, he actually treated us as tenants. Um, you know, it wasn't. I was his son and you was his daughter-in-law, um, but he treated us as we were tenants in his, his building and we had to pay rent every month. Uh, I think we paid one or two utility bills as well, uh, but that was the relationship, that was the agreement that was set forth in order for us to live there. And so we were put in a situation where um, we, we were living with family, but yet we were paying as if it was our own. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and how did you juggle that? Well, I, in the again, you know, 
because it was living with someone, you know, I mean, I, I'll be honest, we wasn't paying, you know, a full-fledged rent, you know what I mean? But we were paying, um, you know, we were paying enough to as whereas um, it could have put strain on our finances at some point. Uh, and also, you know, my dad, because he treated us like tenants, he actually went up, you know, over a period of time. Um, and, and I understood why he did it at the time, because it was to show us and to teach us how it would feel in the real world once we get out there on our own. So I thank God for that. But at the same time, I think it, it hindered us a little bit to make, being able to save or put away some money so that when we did get out on our own, we would have a little bit more at use versus what we had when we did start. Okay. Um, so you talked about saving, having yeah. something to save. Um, how important to a marriage is saving? Yeah, it's it's important, especially in the beginning years. Um, you know, excuse me. Some of the decisions that we made uh, then, I really, really look back on those decisions and say, you know, if I would have been smarter about that, if I would have said no to this and and said yes to that, we would have probably been in a better situation than we're in right now. So saving is critical when you're trying to sustain. Uh, a level of living and watch this a legacy for your family because savings has a long lasting effect when you're able to do it right and in, in the beginning you're demonstrating the level of discipline that you will need to sustain it but also that your children will be able to have to sustain it because what they see you do they will ultimately want to duplicate if they see you successful at it then they can be successful That's good. In the beginning of our marriage, I wasn't working. Mm -hmm. um, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I um, took care of the house. And um, I want you to go into detail about that journey because um, I wasn't a wife that worked. Right. And there were times where... Um, Maybe you probably had some issues or some um, wishing that there was another income coming in. I don't know. But I want you to talk about that and talk about um, how to juggle everything when it comes to you having a wife at home that is taking care of the children and, um, and you being the only provider. Yeah, well... Um... You know, you it's a level of sacrifice that you have to make, uh, especially as a man, in order to make sure your family is not uh, needing for anything. You know, I I still hold by this this principle today, and you know it, is that I don't really focus on your wants; I focus on your needs, because what you need is a necessity. <laughs> what you want is a desire. Right. And so I have to be in a position to make the best decision based upon what you need. And so, yes, sometimes was that the most popular decision for you to make you happy? No. But for me and my sanity, it was the best decision to make. Knowing that, hey, I'm walking away from this knowing that I got my wife exactly what she needs. And I could be happy about that. <laughs> okay, now give the people an example, um, or or 
maybe I should give you a new, yeah, maybe I should give out the example because um, when one spouse is being the provider and they are trying to juggle all the bills or they're trying to juggle mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. and one spouse is like, you know what? Hey, I want to go shopping. Mm -hmm. I want this. I want that. Mm -hmm. um, again, it's really about do you really need it? Do you really need this right now Yeah. compared to just wanting it? All right. Um, I want you to go into detail. Well, you said you was going to give an example. <laughs> so what is it that, uh, <laughs> that I didn't talking? get you? Because <laughs> I want to okay. know now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know I'm a purse girl and I love... <laughs> You know, I love purses, so, um, you know, and I love good quality handbags made of leather, smell <laughs> like leather. Yeah. Oh, I can just smell it now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, back then, you know, I would, you know, want those things and I wasn't able to get those things. I wasn't working and you were the only provider. So you would always ask those questions, you know, you don't need this. This is something that you want. And then I'm saying, well, yeah, I do need it because, you know, it's a big handbag. I can put everything in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can put the diapers in there too, you know, but, um, but yeah, that is an example. And you as being the man, as the leader of the home, um, I really appreciate your level of judgment when it comes to our finances. And I look at how even your journey of um, the way how your mother and your father raised you up and the different things that they had instilled within you, especially when it comes to money, yeah. that um, it really um, made you think or taught you how to think and how to make good judgments mm -hmm. um, as a um even as a young teen. Mm -hmm. So I want you to talk about your journey being a teenager, mm -hmm. um, maybe um, younger, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. where you learned about responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that and, and, and tie that into your finance journey, even as a young child. Yeah, well, I think um, as a young man, you know, I was, unfortunately, I was given responsibility at an early age um, when I, you know, I come from a single parent, uh, background where well, my mom, uh, was the only, um, parent in a home and it was five of us, um, children. And so she had to work in order for us to live and to be able to have food on our table and things of that nature. So, uh, in my early years, it forced me to be in the position to have to provide and look over or oversee my siblings. And so... That started the level of, uh, that started um, teaching me responsibility right there. And then as I matriculated through um, my teenage years, um, and I, my first job was um, at Taco Bell. And um, because of the early age of responsibility I had, when I got my first job, the responsibility that I had going into that job blew the minds of some of the people that I worked with. Because they couldn't understand how could a young man, how could a 15 or 16 year old outperform, outthink, um, 
outcommit these adults. Mm. Like at a young age, I was outperforming like people that was like at that time, like 21, 22, 23 years old. That's because the maturity that I had learned growing up earlier made me understood how to steward responsibility. So when you're dealing with finances, it's a responsibility factor. You have to learn how to steward it. Now, for if you've never been taught that at a young age, does not mean that you still don't have a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. I believe that every male is put into perspective of being a leader. Mm. Whether it was young, middle-aged, old, at some point in your life, you're going to be looked at as a position, a person in leadership whether you're a father, husband, uh, whether it's on a job. So I say that to say this, that um, if it was not for my younger days of learning uh, maturity and responsibility in my younger days, then I probably would have not been this type of responsible person that I am now when it comes to stewarding my finances. Now, now... um... I feel like that is what's missing with a lot of children growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, You do not have um, parents that really believe in instilling those type of um, responsibility traits within their children. Yeah. Pushing them out, um, working. Um, I know for me, In my household, my mother did not push me to work. My stepfather at the time did not push me to work. All they cared about was education. Just get your education and um, and that's it and that's all. Um, But it was not instilled in me as being a a worker. All right. Um, If anything, it was more instilled in me to be an entrepreneur than anything. Right. Um, Right. A lot of men, and I want you to talk about this because a lot of men do, they, they start out as boys and they don't have anybody in their life Mm -hmm. when they are boys to teach them those qualities. Yeah. Like your father taught you hard work, pick up a trade. I even remember when your, your, um, dad, um, my father-in-law would always talk about a trade. If you don't do nothing else, at least pick up a trade because a trade is something that people will always go to and they will always run to that field. Um, whether it's, um, picking up, um, going to hair school, um, fixing on cars. Those are like trade type of industries. Mm -hmm. And, um, And he would always stress that, you know, even with my sister-in-laws, he would always instill those qualities on going to the field, which can pay you money, or they are always looking for people to work in. Um, And I look at how successful your, um, my father-in-law family really is, you know, from the aunties to the cousins to um, even grandma. Yeah. You know, it's so successful. And um, and talk about that, because what did your father tell you um, 
or what are some wisdom nuggets that you can give another man, another married man that's listening right now? Well, uh, let me speak to first um, the upbringing part of it of what you, what was installed in, installed in me. Um, I was my father pushed education. Um, you know, he was he was a very big advocate of that. But I think that he also made sure we understood that if you don't do anything, learn you something that you could do on the side. Because, you know, my father was, he's a very good hustler. When I say hustler, I don't mean that in a negative term, but my father, he knows how to make money. He knows how to get side gigs and to come up with something. So he installed into me and, and, and all his kids that if you, you, I want you to go to school and get your education, but if you don't pursue that or if you don't if that doesn't come out great for you make sure you have a backup plan make sure you have something lined up that you can do in order to sustain and make some income so what a lot of people don't know um, about me is that um, I actually as a trade I don't have a license but I there's just something I never really pursued but I can if I wanted to is I actually know how to, I'm a barber. I can cut hair. Mm -hmm. um, and so I- My mother call you um, the jack of all trades. Yeah, well. Because you God. know how to do- Praise God, there's a lot I don't know how to do though. Well, <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, I just look at how you have really good hands. Yeah. Your hands are really gifted because the stuff that you do, you you just do it. And it comes so natural to you. Like prime example, y'all, my husband, I told him, I said, you know what? I want a farmhouse table. That's what I want. I want a farmhouse table. And my husband comes back and I'm thinking that he's going to go to the furniture store and buy me this beautiful farmhouse table. Guess what he did? He went and he came back from Home Depot with plywood, with wood and nails screws um to make a table mm -hmm. and that was a way of saving money mm -hmm. on um on just creating me a beautiful table yeah and I, I was going to say this and you just said it and i'm glad you hit on it is that someone in a home has to be frugal someone in a home has to know how to manage and juggle the money whether it's the the wife or the husband if both of y'all just spending money, then God bless you. It may work for you. But if it don't work for you, you guys got to learn. Somebody got to learn how to be frugal real quick. Yeah. Because when one person is frugal, watches this, it balances the home. It balances the financial picture. Because what one person sees through their eyelids, another person may see it differently. Mm -hmm. Right? So my wife can see it as, oh, I want a farmhouse table. Let's get this table. I might say, well, wait a minute. Let me take a look at this table. Let me feel it. Let me touch it. Let me look at the details of how they made it. Oh, this is simple. We can make this table. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's that's just how, how I am. But that's I say that to say this, that someone in a home needs to be thinking that way. What's the best outcome? How could I get what we need? And at the same time, it's the best outcome for everybody. Mm. 
just like buying a car, right? We could go out here and buy a Mercedes Benz right now and drive and look good. Mm -hmm. But what type of financial strain would that put on us? Right. Are we looking for a look to be popular? Yes. Or are we looking to um, do things in private where we can always go to our bank account and say, hey, we got savings. There you go. There you go. And and that's just the mindset that both spouse have it. Great. But one spouse have to have it. So let's get back to my question. Yes. What would you tell another husband? Mm -hmm. um, give them some wisdom nuggets that your father gave you. Yeah. Well, number one, uh, my father always taught me to have a what if plan. Uh, he always taught me whenever I was making a, a very key decision pertaining to the finances, you always have to think of the what ifs. Because the what the what ifs does, the what ifs balance the perspective of um, the level of um, strain that's going to happen in a home. Not that you're looking for the what if to happen, but you always got to tell yourself, what if I get hurt and need to be off of work for a while? What if I lose my job? Will I be able to sustain the same lifestyle that we have until I get back on my feet? Or does everything go in the ditch real quickly? You see that? So that's one of the key things that I would tell any man or woman um, that's dealing with finances in your marriage is someone needs to have the what if factors in the back of their mind. The second thing um, that my, my dad instilled in me when it came to finances is, yes, you need to save money, right? Um, he would always say, you know, you pay the, you pay your government, uh, you pay you pay Uncle Sam, you know, you pay your car note, you pay your rent, pay yourself. Hmm. Always pay yourself. Um, I that was instilled in in me all the years of my life, specifically when I came into an age where I was start was dealing with money, but I really didn't master that until maybe our. Um, seventh or eighth year in marriage hmm. so think about that from from a time perspective it's been instilled in me all this time but i really didn't start mastering it until our, our seventh or eighth year in marriage because i was saving but at the same time i was going into it hmm. so i had to have a you get you got to have a discipline where you can save money and not touch it but you will only have that discipline when you're living uh, a lifestyle according to your means, number one, you're not living above your means, but at the same time, you're living a life that you're able to sustain comfortably. Because there's no re reason in saving money when it, it can't sit there. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is putting money to the side for uh, when you want to go buy something, it's there to have. No, I'm saving money that I don't even have to touch it and still can go out there to buy things that I need. That's the mentality I have now that I should have had back then, but I definitely have it now and mastering it right now. That's good. That's real good. So tell me about a time where you were stressed out financially. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think when we moved to Cleveland, when we moved to Cleveland, because this is the first time we were on our own when we moved to Cleveland. This was the first time I ever felt stressed out when it came to finances for us. 
Um, and a lot, no one knows the story, and you probably don't even know it because I don't, I don't bring financial strain to you, or I didn't in the beginning years of our marriage because I never wanted to bring stress on you or have you worrying about anything. But now I know the importance of talking to you about money. Um, but back in the beginning years, I didn't. So I would also say that don't be afraid to talk about money, whether it's stress or whatever with your spouse, because they need to understand what's going on in a home. So that way, both of you guys are on the same page about things. But to answer your question, when we moved to Cleveland, that's when I really started to feel some financial strain because now we were on our own. Mm. Um, you know, you don't, I didn't have a support system. Uh, around us because we were we had no family in Cleveland mm -hmm. every decision that was made with that money in Cleveland was a life or death situation mm. like literally uh, and you got to remember too we had an addition to our family that's when our son was born then so now I'm no longer providing for three I'm providing for four yeah and so now it's like okay what is really going on like wait a minute like this is where the time now where, you know, um, and I, as I look back on it, now I know what God was setting up for every time in my life. This was a time now where I started cutting my own hair. <laughs> <laughs> like that's okay. how, you know, I mean, now don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But, you know, when you want to go to the barbershop, you want to go to the barbershop. Like you want to go there. You want to get the crispy line and you want to get the tightness. You want it, to, you know, now I'm the, I'm doing the military cut. Like. <laughs> Cutting it straight down and just lining it up because it was that tight. Like I didn't wait a minute. I, I around a, that time, <laughs> wait a minute. Around that time, I remember him telling me about how he was gonna go low. That he was going to get his haircut, you know, like really low, like the Marcus Houston low haircut. And I was like, what? <laughs> like why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's. But, but back then. Now, do you all see how men will hide certain things because they do not want their wife to deal with that pressure? Yeah. That they'll kind of jazz it up a bit. Yeah. 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 That was my way of not letting you know that, hey, we're in a tight situation. Mm -hmm. You know, because in the way I, I explained it to you, it was like, hey, I want a new look. I don't need to go pay nobody just to do this. <laughs> but and honestly, in actuality, I had to do that in order to save that 15 to $20 back then. That's just how serious it was getting <laughs> uh, back then in our, uh, in our finances. Wow. 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 Yeah. So, um, we talked about the past. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now and the future. Yeah. How does a married man move forward when it comes to their finances? What are some key points or some key things that you can do um, as of right now in order to take your family to the next level? Because let me tell you guys, I... Um, if you don't know my journey, you know, I'm not the provider. I have never been the, the provider of the family and my husband has done it 100%. Yes, I have had jobs in corporate America. Yes. Um, but he, you know, I have watched him over the years. And when I tell you that I give him all kudos to him, 
Um, I praise the Lord for my husband um, because my um, because God is the provider and he really has blessed my husband um, throughout the years. Um, how do you take your family to the next level when it comes to your finances or our finances? Well, I, I would say I'll say it on the last question you, you mentioned, and I'll start out by saying this is that. You gotta you gotta grow a level of discipline with the money. Mm -hmm. um, again, someone needs to be frugal. Someone needs to be disciplined with the money. Um, the second thing I'll say is that um, you know, as much as people look at us and they see you know the things that we've accomplished and what we have, they don't understand the level of obedience that we we've taken on mm -hmm. in order for God to continue to bless us like this. Mm -hmm. um, you being obedient as my wife to me, uh, me being obedient to you uh, and our children and our family, that alone will allow God to bless your union. Now, let me hone in on that because I remember a time when um, the Holy Spirit specifically spoke to me about submission and yeah. it was in submission in my finances. Mm -hmm. And I remember this was um, when me and my husband got married and this was like three years, no, maybe two years into our marriage. And I remember when you came to me and you said, it's time for you to um, put your finances with me mm -hmm. when you start working, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, I ended up getting a job. Um, I think this was like in our, what, second year, third year marriage. Mm -hmm. And um, and I looked at my husband and I said, uh-uh. I said, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that one. Mm -mm. <laughs> nah, you know, nobody taught me that. Yeah. Nobody taught me that. All right. Yeah. So I want to say a couple of, um, I think a month later, um, was when the Holy Spirit placed it within my heart and it was something so heavy where I could not let go of it. And it was almost like an impression that he has placed it within me to give my checks to my husband, just, you know, just become one of what the Holy Spirit spoke to me to become one. And that mm -hmm. mean, meant even including in my finances. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I did that, I had such a peace when I did it. Now I'm bringing that up because there are husband and wives out there who they don't share bank accounts. Yeah. They don't believe in sharing bank accounts. Yep. One person may not be able to trust the other individual. Yep. And if you don't trust, it's probably because of um, the Holy Spirit or you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to rest and mm -hmm. to really move even in your finances. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you, you said a key word. It is trust. Um, you know, let's face it, right? You're putting your life in somebody's hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the minute you see that ship sinking, you're like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. I can't go down in this water drown like this. And so, you you, you, you know, that's real. And that's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of marriages dissolve over finances is because there's a lack of trust with mm -hmm. it between each other. 
Um, you know, I don't trust you with this money and yeah. you don't trust me with this money. It's now, pride. It's pride. That's another thing too, because you may have one spouse that is making more money than the other. And again, it all goes down to the trust part. You know, I'm not going to trust you because of the root is pride. Yeah. And I'm, you know, as we're talking, I'm thinking, you know, someone asking the question, you know, what have I seen bad decisions being made? Mm. by my husband, by my wife, by mm -hmm. my wife. So it's hard for me to trust them with making decisions with the money. I perfectly understand you. This is where you have to lean upon your discernment. Mm. This is where you have to discern, okay, if I can't trust you with the money, how could I get you to how can I get us to the road of trust? Mm. How can I get us to that level where I can trust you again? Maybe it maybe it's I allow you to start paying a couple bills and I and I see how you're you're consistent in that and you're you're on time and you're making sure that the money mm -hmm. is paid. I mean, hey, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um now don't get me wrong, my wife just said it. She, when <laughs> when I told her to give me a check, she was like, oh, she wasn't trying to let her money go." Mm -hmm. And it's not that she didn't trust me at the time, but she like, what? I mean, what you talking about? Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit had to speak to her to give her revelation of what was going on at that time. Right. The and why, the, the why behind the why. it, you know, and how it really impacts your marriage yeah. to become one on yeah. one accord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we know how important money is and how much it means to certain people. So if I can trust you with my money, I can trust you with my life, especially <laughs> in marriage. Because like I told you, every decision you make with money, with finances and marriage is a life or death situation. You have to think of it that way. That's the level of intensity I have when it comes to making decisions financially. Mm -hmm. Is this going to help us or is this going to hurt us? Mm -hmm. So. Okay. So get back to the question oh, on, um, and I'm sorry, no, my <laughs> fault because I deterred you away from it, but, um, Talk about um, some key points that you can give um, a husband as of right now um, to move forward or to take their family or their finances to the next level. Yeah. Okay. Well, I talked about discipline. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about um, making sure that you discern uh, the decisions that you're making. We just hit on trust. Um, I think another one that um, is very critical now more than ever is investing in yourself, mm. um, making some sort of investment in your family, um, mm. whether it is, you know, you know, depositing money into a savings account where it's specifically for the future. Um, you know, I'm not sure what uh, individuals have on their jobs, but if you have a 401k, um, you know, things like that, um, life insurance, all these things are great decisions or things for the future um, because financial this is something too we need to understand finances is not about just what you see hmm. finances is about what you don't see also because when you're able to set your family up for the future you don't see that now mm -hmm. but at some it's, it's going to come a point or time in your life or in their life if you pass on to heaven that they will see the fruits of your labor, mm. that they will see what mom or what dad was doing for us. So you gotta also think that way too. It's not just about in the present day, it's also about what can I do in the future? How can I impact my legacy 
generational, generational, generational. That's right. So you also got to think that way too. Um, and then I think another thing I would say is, as simple as it said, and we and it's actually the topic of this episode is, you got to talk about money, guys. Hmm. Don't be afraid to talk about money. You and your spouse sit down one day and just discuss. You know, here's what's in our bank account right now. Here's what we have. Um, you know, this is what's going on. These are some of the decisions we need to make uh, in the next coming weeks or months or years. Um, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to see our family going, taking place um, as a journey. Um, and you got to move towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, two years ago, we made a decision to uh, do a vision um, vision board. Mm-hmm. And on our vision board, we, we laid out things that we wanted to do in the next five to 10 years. And we actually started holding ourselves accountable to some of those things. Now, you know, one of the things have already been accomplished. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing we're working towards. And so Mm -hmm. you want to make sure you, you put a level of accountability within your home when it comes to your finances, making sure both spouses know the importance of stewarding over it. Amen. Amen. That is good. So, babe, we are going to um, end it here. And um, and my prayer is that um, the people who are listening um, to this podcast is truly blessed um, with some wisdom nuggets to take and to apply, to apply it to their own marriage. And um, guys, please remember to go to our website at GodFamilyWorks.us. That is where we have other resources as well. We also dive into um, our powerful testimony um, and our first book, which is called From Sarah's Daughter to Hagar's Servant. Please go there, um, especially during this time of quarantine. Um, Get you a good read. We are on um, all of the uh, book outlets online, or you can uh, purchase a, um, a paperback book as well. So, um, yeah, God bless. All right, guys. Talk to you guys next time.